myself. My name is Everybody, welcome to Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. I am your host, Steven Saria, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Kegg. John Kegg, what's up? Why did it take you a second to say that? Because uh, I forgot your name for a second. Sound like you just didn't want to be in here with me, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like every week, though. <laughs> I quit, bro. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Send me your resumes. Um uh, Inside the backlot of gmail.com. Uh, I need a permanent co-host, um, someone with better work ethic, um, deeper voice. Um, am I missing anything? Manlier. <laughs> Manlier than me. <laughs> so, big day today. Big day today, huh? You're telling me, bro. Uh, yeah, I know. My, my fingers still kind of hurt from all the tweeting that we did. Yeah, my eyes hurt from like watching my TV with the... Uh screen on display of everything disney was throwing at me i was so overwhelmed with all the colors and stories that they're <laughs> trying to portray i think like going from that like disney investor day to going to the game awards was such like a stark contrast oh yeah i don't know if you watched any of the game awards i watched a couple minutes of it um all i saw was that elden ring didn't really get anything other than uh oh, yeah. most anticipated game but they don't really want to show anything for it so you know. I pretty. Bro, I told you that's that is literally just a social experiment at this point. That's never coming out. <laughs> I just don't understand why they would even announce it. I should have known when they said George R. R. Martin was attached. That should have been a red flag. Like, okay, yeah, this is literally never coming out ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, for those of you who don't know, today was Disney Investor Day. So today, pretty much, was Disney highlighting to investors and the general public all the cool shit they have coming out on. Disney Plus. I think it was Disney Plus specifically. No, I know. It's I mean, it's also end. motion pictures as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they didn't really talk about Disney parks or anything like that. Besides the very end of the show, where they talk about sort of like recuperating losses and how Disney Plus is gonna sort of is projected to be on track to, I think, sort of not recover, but um, I believe sort of help with the potential losses of the Disney parks and all that stuff. Basically, just talking about how Disney Plus is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, talked about a lot of stuff today. Almost, some would say, an overwhelming amount of stuff. I was talking to a family member of mine, and we were discussing some of the Star Wars stuff that was released. And my cousin said, you know, I think this Disney owns too many IPs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Like it's almost to the point where like they own so much stuff and so many properties that on a day like Disney Investor, so much stuff sort of gets lost in the mix. For example, like if they would have said like gone with Star Wars first, so many people maybe would have forgotten like some of the smaller things about Star Wars that are coming out when they started talking about like Marvel or something for example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like 
a big project that they released for Star Wars, which is like is the Star Wars Visions, which is like a, the Japanese anime creators that are going to make these short stories. I thought that was really interesting. And I can definitely see like after like 30 minutes of that being posted that nobody's going to be talking about that. Which honestly, low key, it, it, to me, it's one of the more interesting things that they announced. Yeah, exactly. All, all day today. Uh, so it's a shame that it's sort of getting thrown under the rug. But I think it is, or maybe Disney is showcasing that it may be possible to have too many IPs. Like when they started talking about, which we'll get uh, a little bit more into later, but when they started talking about their alien TV show and, and all that stuff, I was like, holy shit, I completely forgot they even owned the rights to Alien. Yeah. On the same day that they're talking about Moana and <laughs> like cars. <laughs> yeah. So it just it just felt weird in that sense. Um I mean the inform all the information we received is I mean would you interesting in one way or another. Would you be opposed to the idea of them like in the future splitting it up? If they like if they have to do like a like where when they do another Disney investors day like this? Um, you know, doing one day, like on Monday, Marvel, Tuesday, Star Wars, Wednesday, you know, Fox stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that would kind of give everyone a chance to like breathe and, 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 you know, reflect on what they just saw. You know what I mean? I think so. That doesn't sound like a bad idea, but I feel like that would work better if they start talking about things like the Disney parks and stuff like that. Because once you start separating it into, for example, additions coming to like Walt Disney World and Disneyland, obviously that sort of deserves its own day. But then when you start talking about films, how are you going to split films into multiple days when you already need days to talk about all your other business ventures? Because, you know, obviously Disney's not just... A film production company they you know run like a global conglomerate of freaking you know they have the theme parks the disney they're cruises. an empire they're literally an empire yeah yeah they have a million things so disney controls the world so that gets sort of tricky if you have like two or three days dedicated to movies but you only have like four days of a whole disney investor day you, you get what i'm saying yeah like how are you going to spread so much stuff into so many days when you already have so many other things to talk about. So they sort of, I feel like they have to talk about everything or at least film-wise in one day if they want to keep, you know, more organized during these sort of presentations and stuff like that. So it's tricky for them. I mean, when you own so many properties and you're releasing so much stuff, obviously things are going to overshadow the others. That's just like natural, that's just normal. So I guess it's just something that I guess we're gonna have to get used to for Disney. Uh which is kind of unfortunate in a way, you know. Uh it's never good when a company owns so many properties and franchises and stuff like that. But it's like and it's like big ones. It's not like they own like a, a bunch of little things. Like they own Star Wars, Marvel, yeah. Pixar, Disney's brand itself, like, you know, the animated stuff. It's fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, and then yeah, and when the, when they started talking about Hulu and and things on FX like uh, the Handmaid's Tale and it's always sunny yeah. got renewed for another four seasons. It's always sunny in Philadelphia getting renewed on a Disney Investor Day seems like it's almost surreal. 
Those are yeah. not two things I would have ever thought would have been in a sentence together like two years ago. I mean, even seeing like the things at the Simpsons still blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing is the Simpsons on Disney Plus is yes, it is. Like, is this real life? Every episode. Insane. So, moving on from that, I think it would be best to tackle Disney Investor Day by going through the different sections of it. So, talking about Marvel first. Yeah, we're not going to pull just, we're not going to pull a like what they did. Like Marvel was one of the last things they showed. So, they told everybody that the thing starts at t- at 4:30 and I don't think they showed Marvel until like what, 8. Yeah. So, it was one of the last things they showed, but we're going to we're, we're going to do the opposite of that. We're going to give you the good stuff first. Yeah, so we're going to go we'll talk about Marvel first, then we'll talk about some of the Star Wars stuff that that was released and, and talked about today, and then we'll get into some of the animation stuff which I'm kind of excited about some of it, and then we'll talk about um, some of the Hulu and and FX stuff like that. So, going into it, Marvel Studios announced a lot of stuff, unveiled a lot of stuff. WandaVision's second trailer came out today, which, in my opinion, is going to be the best, if I had to guess... If I had to have like a hot take, I would say WandaVision is going to be the best Disney Plus original series. I think so too. Up until maybe like Kenobi. Oh, I think you, th- you de- think it'll be better than Mandalorian? Yeah, I think. I I, I yeah. thought you were saying like maybe the best Marvel one, but I mean, dude, it's definitely possible. What's funny is like I remember, especially especially on our Twitter account, um. I don't know if you remember, like a long time ago when they first announced it, I think it was at D23 or something. It might have been a year or a year and a half ago. Um, when they first announced WandaVision, uh, uh, the Winter Soldier one, and all these other shows that they were releasing on Disney+, Plus, WandaVision was one of the ones that like everybody was least excited for. Yeah, I remember. Everyone thought it was a whack. I was like, like, yeah, what a terrible dude, idea. Like, Who cares sick. about these two characters? And I'm like, bro, hold on. Like, there is so much story and potential that could be, like, made with these two characters. And just seeing, like, the trailers that they've put out and hearing all these different things that they're going to try to do. Like, this shit sounds like it's going to blow our fucking minds. Yeah, I think the first trailer, I, I mean, I was sold from it from the very moment they sort of gave a description yeah, the about pitch, it. Yeah, the pitch sold me. Yeah, the pitch was it was incredible. It was really ambitious and really different from everything that Marvel Studios has done so far. So right off the bat, I was hooked in that sense. So the first trailer came out, feels like forever ago now. And it was really good, really interesting. This second trailer really doubles down on a lot of those themes. And I'm really surprised at how tight-lipped they've kept the story. Because, I mean, as far as we know, I mean, obviously, spoilers, Vision dies in Infinity War. So we know this is some sort of like weird reality warping thing going on and that's pretty evident by you know all like the little like you know like the little radio people asking wanda for help and then wanda's little world around her like breaking and glitching out i mean we could tell it's pretty obvious but outside of that we don't really know anything else that's really going on and i'm not surprised either i think a lot of these disney plus shows are going to be very tight-lipped um I mean, well, the Mandalorian is a great example. Nobody, I mean, there was rumors of a baby or like the Yoda species, like you said in the last episode, showing up. But the entire baby Yoda thing was like pretty much a huge secret that they kept. 
even the marketing people have to keep their shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, so I'm not surprised at all that we don't really know what the hell we're about to go into. Um, and I think it's going to be like that for the most part for every Disney Plus show coming out, which I love. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan, or I'm a big like hater of people putting trailers out that show too much of a movie or too much of a TV show. You get what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. you see the entire plot unravel in your in two minutes, I'd rather just see a couple of glimpses of cool scenes, maybe a quick action shot or something, and then just go into the story and not know what the fuck is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that looked really interesting. Moving on from from WandaVision, they finally released a trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which should have already been released. Yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out, I think, August 2020. Obviously, due to COVID, uh, it couldn't release, and they had to actually stop production. I think they resumed production earlier, I think maybe in September or August or something, and, and they I think they wrapped up shortly after that. But Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out in August. We finally get a trailer for it now on December 10th, and it's slated to, be, to release, I believe, in March? Yeah, I think, I think? so. Or, I, I, I don't know, but we finally got a trailer for that. It looks really interesting. I think Falcon is a pretty decent character. He hasn't really been explored too much yet. Uh, I think Bucky is a good character, but the thing that really stuck out to me the most was how expensive this show looks. Oh, yeah, the, dude. The, it looks like a fucking movie. The production value in this is incredible. The the explosions all looked look crisp, like movie like. You could tell obviously, you know, television shows don't really have the budget of of movies, so you're kind of limited in what you could do visually, like visual effects wise. This does not look to be the case with Falcon and Winter Soldier. This looks like a legitimate six hour movie. Yes, I, and I think Kevin Feige said during the presentation that the show was a like the Captain or I'm sorry, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a movie played out over uh, six episodes, I believe. Um, yeah, you could definitely tell that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Dude, it looks like it has like Mission Impossible budget, like for a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, it, I literally looked like like I, I felt like I was watching a crazy action sequence that I would see in a Mission Impossible series or, you know, whatever. And seeing this in a TV show, like, for Disney+, Plus, like, fucking blew my mind, dude. Like, now I know why it's, you know, they had, like, a kind of, like, postpone it a little bit. Yeah, and then, I mean, I was expecting to get a Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer or a first look or at least some sort of information because, you know, of all the postponements and... And it already even being supposed to come out and then couldn't even finish filming it. So, you know, I was sort of expecting something. However, one thing I was not expecting, I was not expecting to get Loki footage so quickly. Yeah. Um, they they released or they unveiled a teaser trailer for Loki's Disney Plus series at Disney Investor Day today. Alongside, you know, the other two trailers that we just spoke about. And they gave a release date, May 2021. Seems kind of soon. Not what I was expecting. I mean, not that it's a bad thing. I just, I don't know. I just assumed it would be coming out in later 2021. I thought maybe like August, July, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, it looks good. It To me, it looks more interesting than Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
I don't know. For me, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the character of Falcon or if it's maybe the story around it. But to me, I, Falcon and Winter Soldier doesn't really capture me. I don't know. It just doesn't seem... I'm not crazy excited about it like I am compared to WandaVision or even Loki. I think Loki looks really good if they start leaning towards this crime thriller sort of vibe that they're going for. Like, obviously, we don't know what's going on, but by the looks of the trailer, one can assume that Loki has been in prison after escaping in Endgame. Well, other world Loki, because this isn't the Loki from Thor Ragnarok. So it looks like Loki's in some sort of prison or something like that. I'm I'm assuming maybe he busts out or someone busts him out or he has to do a mission because it looked like he he was, you know, on a plane and then he jumps out of the plane and that with money or it, it looks it looks insane. It looks crazy but like in the best way possible. And the, when you're talking Loki, bro, it's it's always going to be crazy. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those characters. Um, yeah, he, he's one of, it's one of those characters where they could they could pull off a lot of like really zany and, and like weird sort of things because of how that character and his his powers and skill sets sort of play out. 100%. One character that I am excited to see is um Owen Wilson's character cuz I was shocked. I like I'm sure you were too when they said Yeah, I was not expecting I I forgot that they had cast him. Yeah. I don't know if they had released it earlier, but I just saw Owen Wilson <laughs> In the Loki teaser, I was like, what the? What? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> what is he doing here? It, but it's so good. Like, I was like, I mean, fuck it. Like, if you're going to go balls to the wall crazy with the show, like, why not cast Owen Wilson? You know what I mean? Like, it's it just sounds like it's going to be hilarious, you know, thrilling. And it, it's I'm so excited for that show. Like, that's probably, other than WandaVision, is like my second most excited Marvel thing coming out recently uh, or soon. Yeah, 2021 wise, I agree. I mean, 2021 is is really, really stacked for Marvel. So let me go down this list, right? This is the list of the official Marvel Studios 2021 lineup across Disney Plus and theatrical releases. All right, you ready for this? This is in order of release date. So I'm going to say the name and then the, the release date. You ready? Yeah. So we have WandaVision coming out January, 20, uh, January 15th. Falcon and Winter Soldier, March 19th. Black Widow, May 7th. Loki, May 2021. What If, Summer 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, July 9th. Eternals, November 5th. Miss Marvel, late 2021. Spider-Man 3, December 17th. Hawkeye, late 2021. And then if you want to include Morbius and Venom 2, which I don't see why you would because... um. Spoiler alert, Venom was not good. Thank you. Um, you can't, like, th- that is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, like, with just the Marvel product, or the Marvel properties, 2021's gonna be insane. And I mean, that's 10 releases in I mean, 12 months. Think about it, like, I mean, at least for the first, like, what, eight, nine months of the year, we're probably gonna have a new Mar- Marvel, like, topic to talk about every week. Because it's not like they're releasing these shows and they're giving you... It's not like Netflix where they release all the episodes at once. They're going to release them weekly like we've been doing with Mandalorian. So, Which I really which I really prefer, I must say. Yes, I, really I do too. I prefer that over, you know, just binging everything. Yeah, else. and I, I love the binge stuff. Don't get me wrong. But, but 
watching a show unravel and having to wait every week and having the cliffhangers like it's awesome man and 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 marvel i mean with their movies like they've always ended on cliffhangers with the post credit scenes and all that stuff so you know you might as well continue it with the shows but dude we're, we're gonna be getting like something new with marvel almost every fucking week in 2021 and i'm sure it's gonna be like that for the years to come too so everyone needs to like buckle down and get ready because it's gonna be a fucking ride with marvel yeah i mean in their defense i mean at least half of those things were already supposed to be out so you know obviously they didn't predict covid happening so i could sort of like you know a stack 2021 like this while it's exciting i could see people sort of getting burnt out on it I think this year-long break from Marvel, however, will it was a little refreshing for a lot of people who are already starting to feel burnt out by the time Endgame came out. Uh, I know people were saying, like, oh, you know, we need a break from Marvel, we need a break from all these superhero movies, and then, like, the monkey's paw curled and COVID happened, and now we got no movies for a year. Yeah. So I can... Obviously, I understand why 2021 is so stacked. I just hope, you know public burnout doesn't come and settle in but looking at this slate personally i'm more excited by the shows than than the movies i mean spider-man 3 i'm it's hard not to to be not excited about it however the multiverse stuff has kind of put me off slightly i don't think the mcu spidey is really ready for a multiverse sort of thing however it will be fine if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are, you know, relegated to just cameos. That's my opinion. But I mean, really, besides Shang Chi, I'm not too hot on any of these movie releases. Like I am, you know, compared to WandaVision, Loki, um, Hawkeye, and even Miss Marvel. Miss Miss Marvel looks to be really good. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely really, really excited for Miss Marvel, and even I think Ms. Marvel will be that What If show. Yeah, What If looks great. Um, I totally agree with you, man. Like Black Widow, while I am excited to see her own story come to life, you know, it's not the most exciting thing, especially after we've seen movies like Avengers Endgame and and Guardians of the Galaxy and like all these crazy stories and soup and team ups, like. You know, obviously, we need to see our origin stories. We need to see our solo films. Um, but yeah, I'm totally like, I don't know. There's a lot of these movies coming out that I'm just not crazy about. Um, the one that I was crazy about was Eternals. And I was, I don't know about you, but I was shocked that we didn't even get like anything. Yeah, I was expecting to see some Eternals. And we didn't even get we have we don't have a teaser, dude. And we don't what's have funny anything for this. Is like even though I'm sure COVID like you know put uh put them behind on their work, you know, so they're probably still working on the post production stuff at the moment. Um, but you know, if COVID didn't happen, this movie's already supposed to be out. Yeah, like, we would have already we would have already reviewed Eternals on the yeah show. yeah that we would review that a month ago. So. Knowing that, I've already know that they finished filming. They're probably working on the CGI. And I'm sure this film is going to have a lot of it, but, you know, not even, like, a couple pictures. Like, dude, I thought they would give us, like... We don't have set photos. Concept art, something, bro. Like, I, they didn't give us anything. Like, and I don't know if you noticed, too, what I found weird was when they showed the cast, they didn't even show Kit Harrington. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I was, like, looking at the cast, and I'm like, oh, like, where's Kit Harrington? And I'm like, wait, like, 
why is he he's not like, there? I'm pretty sure he's like the main character. <laughs> he's like one of the main characters, and I, and if he's not the main character of this one, he will be the main character going forward for future Eternal projects and possibly Avengers. You know what I mean? Like we don't know, but um, yeah, I mean he's supposed to be a big deal, so maybe that's why they're not showing it, I'm trying to like shock I don't know, the audience. It's weird. I mean, but everyone knows he's in it. Like it's literal public knowledge already. Yeah, I know. That's why it's just it's so strange. Um. But yeah, man, I mean, I, that was shocking to me, not seeing anything at all. But, you know, whatever. They, they, I mean, they've made up for it, showing all the Miss Marvel stuff and, and seeing the first look at What If. Like, you know, some of these stories look fucking fantastic. Like, I, I love the whole Black Panther part uh, of him going into space. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, man. So there's, there's a lot of exciting stuff if you're a Marvel fan. Like, it's... They, Kevin Feige knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So... As far as big premieres, that pretty much covered the big premieres. However, that did not stop the Marvel news because they um yeah they said a lot unveiled... of things without showing it without showing anything. Yeah, they 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 unveiled a lot. Mark Ruffalo and and Tim Roth are both going to be in She Hulk as Professor Hulk and Abomination. Abomination is coming back, dude. I, that's crazy. Like I did not. We have think not that seen a. Uh, we have not seen Abomination since 2008. I'm happy that they brought Tim Roth back too. Oh, me too. I I, I, I like Tim Tim Roth as as Abomination, but I oh think yeah, he it's was sort good. of. I think it's sort of uh setting up uh the Thunderbolts with Tim Roth uh, with Tim Roth's Abomination, and and I'm assuming we're gonna see. Oh my gosh, what's his name? The general, bro. The general from from General Ross. Yeah, General Ross. There we go. But that wasn't the most interesting thing well, they said during She-Hulk. Oh, All right, I, okay. I was going to see if you caught it. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, that wasn't the most interesting thing they, they said to her She-Hulk. Uh, so they sort of kind of referenced Daredevil without really referencing him. I know Feige, Kevin Feige said something along the lines of, since Walters is a lawyer who specializes specifically in superhero cases, you never know what Marvel characters might pop up. I mean... That has to be a direct Daredevil reference, right? Yeah, like, that, it that's, literally has to be. Matt Murdock is the first person that pops into my mind when you said that. I mean, Marvel either just or is getting the rights back to the character from Netflix. I think I think they now have it. Like I think they got it back like a month or two ago, so they can say whatever I, the hell they want now. The rumors about Daredevil being in Spider-Man 3 just started to heat up maybe a couple days ago. It has to be a direct reference to Daredevil, it, it, right? Like... I'm not going crazy. It has to be. <laughs> I, I think so. And if it is, and if we are talking about Daredevil, I hope that they don't reboot the series. Or and if they do, it's like a soft reboot with Charlie Cox. Um, that or guy, just bring him into the movies. I don't even need a yeah, series. Man. Just, He's just bring Daredevil and Kingpin. I'm just saying, like, MCU. I don't want to recast. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is fucking phenomenal as, as Matt Murdock, dude. I love Charlie Cox. Yeah, and I would... I would love Daredevil and and, he, and especially Kingpin to interact with uh, Peter Parker in this. Yes, 100%. Um, one thing, too, that... like A reason why I think Charlie Cox will be back is, for those of you that don't know, like bring back Daredevil, I think is what the hashtag is, or whatever, has a huge following. Like, a tremendously big following on Twitter and Reddit and Instagram and all these social medias. Like, people love the Daredevil TV show and are trying their hardest for Marvel Studios to bring it back. So, if you don't, like, 
I feel like I just just knowing that Marvel's not going to drop the ball and be like, oh, right, we're recasting Daredevil. You know, like they're going to bring Charlie Cox back in some capacity. So if that's yeah. true, fuck, man, the, the future is going to be awesome. Yeah. So they announced a lot of other cool little things. They announced a secret invasion storyline with Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn. Yep. <laughs> which was which was surprising. Love that guy. But Secret Invasion seems pretty cool. I'm glad it's a television series and not a film. I think it's way too much to put into a movie. I think spaced out in maybe like six, eight hours makes much more sense. Agreed. So that seemed pretty cool. They announced Ironheart, which for those of you who don't know, Ironheart is pretty much a mini Iron Man. Which I'm okay. I'm lukewarm on the idea. I like Ironheart as a character. I like Riri, Riri Williams. But I think sort of let the Iron Man sort of thing rest for a little bit. I mean, I understand it'll be probably several years until we see Ironheart. I don't know. That's just how I feel right now. Yeah, I think so too. I think, but I think it's just still fresh in our minds and our heart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But by the time that that series, it's a series, right? Yeah, it's a series. By the time that series comes out, you know, we'll already kind of be ready. You'll be, we'll be ready. You know what I mean? I think Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. He knows how to space these things out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, though. Like, but Riri Williams is a fantastic character in the comics, so I'm very excited to see what they do with yeah. this. So that was cool. They announced a show called Armor Wars revolving around War Machine. That is was really unexpected, and I'm really glad Don Cheadle, uh, John Cheadle's roadie is, is sort of stepping out of the Iron Man shadow. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if he pitched the idea to them. Because he's, maybe. he loves playing War Machine. So I wonder if maybe he was like, yo, we're getting all these different characters on Disney+. Plus. Like, why not Attic Show about me? And they're probably like, hmm, maybe we can do that. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, you are the, like, you know, great actor. Fuck it. We might as well use you. Yeah. So we have the Guardians of the Galaxy special coming out which are completely out of left field a baby Groot miniseries like a series of shorts about baby Groot which could be pretty cute i mean it's a short series so. yeah I, everybody's game for that, that that's yeah everybody. i mean whatever if they're like little five ten minute episodes whatever, yeah it's... i'm all i'm all for it the guardians of the galaxy special though is came out of left field i mean i'm, I'm for it you know what i mean but i mean it, it, james gunn confirmed that it, it, it is canon to the, you know the timeline and and everything that they're doing at Marvel, so I'm I'm very interested to see what they do with that. Yeah, so I mean that is going on. They announced uh, Christian Bale's role in Thor: Love and Thunder as as Gore the God Butcher. So I mean I know at least now we know who he's playing. Yeah, a lot of people had all these different ideas of who he'd be playing, but yeah, some people confirmed. had him going around as Better a Bill. Yep. So it's good to know, you know, who he's he's you know playing. That's exciting. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. One thing that I think really flew under the radar is the new Ant Man movie. Yes, Ant Man and the did. Wasp: Quantum Mania, and Kang the Conqueror being announced as the main villain. Yeah, that's gonna be insane. That opens up a lot of things, especially with what was, in my opinion, the highlight of the Marvel conference announcing uh, that the Fantastic Four film is officially underworks. With a new logo. 
with a new logo. Yeah, it looks pretty good, if I, if I should say so myself. So that opens up a lot of... Well, this in general, this Phase 4, definitely seems to be pointing about, like, towards the multiverse and sort of how to sort of play around it and how or how to control it or how it plays into the greater MCU. Because now, with all this Ant-Man news, all of this Spider-Man news, all of this Fantastic Four news, I would not be surprised if the Fantastic Four make their appearance in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the the new Ant-Man. I wouldn't be surprised either, especially because Kang the Conqueror is the is now the main villain for that film and I feel like Ant-Man and the Wasp are too small time to be dealing with him. You know, oh, I don't I mean? want to say small time, but it definitely opens up a lot of multiverse. It does. It does, but possibilities. I think like, like if there's a movie that they they're going to appear in, it has to be that because of Kang the Conqueror. But I I see what you're saying. Kang is definitely regarded as more of like an Avengers level villain rather than just an Ant-Man and the Wasp level villain. Exactly. But if you look at the like l- look at this. So you have what if coming out which falls technically falls under phase 4 Marvel. Everything after Spider-Man Far From Home is phase 4 Marvel. So if you look at what if that is very obviously related to the multiverse. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness obviously goes unsaid. WandaVision, save for WandaVision, we know it's a multiverse and we know it ties into directly into Doctor Strange. Ant-Man and the Wasp, if Kang is involved, that means the multiverse is somehow involved in some capacity. Thor, Love and Thunder, I am assuming personally that this Jane Thor is from another multiverse or from another universe. I don't know how she gets caught up in that. Locally, I don't uh, think lo- so. I, I don't think so. I you think, think it's the same Jane? I think so. I think that I'm pretty sure Taika might have came out and said that Jane and like they're gonna follow the comic book where Jane has cancer, and I think that's how they're gonna introduce it. Like they're gonna maybe that's how Thor gets back. Like you know he finds out that Jane has cancer, has to go visit her, and you know that's where the story I guess takes place. Uh, but I just don't see them getting her from another universe. I don't see the point. I mean, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man, I mean, Kevin Feige literally said today that Spider-Man 3 was going to sort of involve the multiverse, which is 100% leading up to Toby and Andrew and all these people, you know, coming together in one big happy Spider-Man movie. But keep in mind that if Phase 4 wraps with Fantastic Four, with the Fantastic Four comes Doom. So yes. I could definitely see the multiverse being involved um with the creation or of like this of doom, you know, becoming more e- more evil because I could definitely see Ant-Man and the Wasp sort of establishing the Fantastic Four maybe being stuck inside the quantum realm and that's how they get their powers. I could definitely see that as as a real option. I know there was a lot of rumors going around a while ago. I think when the Fantastic Four was first announced, I think a year ago, 
uh, that Marvel, that the MCU had plans for. I think there were a lot of rumors floating around that the Fantastic Four actually got stuck in the quantum realm during like the 1960s. Yeah. And they've been stuck there, you know, the whole time. And I could definitely see in Quantum Mania, Ant Man and the Wasp sort of finding them and breaking them out. And that's sort of maybe how they get their powers. And I know Peyton Reed, I know Peyton Reed, the director of the MM movies, is a huge Fantastic Four fan. Yeah, I'm actually shocked to see that he's not directing it. I think John Watts, who, uh, the person directing this, who directed uh, Spider Man Homecoming and Far From Home, I think he's fine. Personally, I would have liked to see a fresh face, but I mean, it looks Bradbury. like Feige. Yes, that would have been per. I mean, he already made the perfect. Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, I mean, I bring him into the live action sequence uh, scene. You know, he's he's done Mission Impossible, so we know that he's he could do this live action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've said it before. I, Brad Bird and John Krasinski were my first, my two choices to to direct it with John Krasinski starring also as yeah he has to Mister Fantastic, to. but um, John Watts will be fine. You know, he's he's shown with Homecoming and Far From Home that he can know how to make a good movie. Especially a good superhero movie. Um, so yeah, I, I Fantastic Four. I mean, I, I love the Fantastic Four. I, a lot of people don't really like them. I think because of what they've shown on the screen, you know, with the two iterations of them, and you know, those movies aren't really good. I mean, the, the second reboot was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was god awful. It was horrible. Like I liked the first like twenty minutes of the movie. And I, I remember watching the theaters like, wow, like this isn't that bad. Like, why, why are people giving this movie shit? And then like after the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie, I was like, wow, this is why this movie is getting shit. Because it like, I swear that movie was made by like three different people. Like each act was made by a different director because yeah, it just it felt really the tone changed. Everything changed. Didn't like it, but I'm excited to see what John Watts does, man. I mean, it's it seems like John Watts is like a new like Marvel you know, they always have, like, these directors that they like to, like, cling on for a little bit. Yeah, like, the like, Russo the, brothers. like the Russos. Yeah, so, I mean, Peyton Reed's another one, you know what I mean? He's already done three uh, Ant-Mans, you know, you have James Gunn, you know. There's, there's a lot of directors that have worked with Marvel that they like to cling on to for a little while. So, I guess John Watts is the uh, the new guy. Yeah. Um. So, before moving on from, from Marvel, really quick, because I think we touched up on all the main points. There's one last thing that, that they said. That has sort of been on everyone's minds, but Feige announced today that the character of T'Challa will not be recast, sort of putting to rest a lot of the speculation as to what exactly is going to happen with this character. And while I can definitely see his stance on the situation, I mean, Chadwick Boseman was the perfect T'Challa and the perfect Black Panther. So good. So while I can understand, you know, his side of, you know, why he doesn't want to recast a character, I think I can't help but be disappointed in the loss of T'Challa because I felt from a story and narrative perspective, there was still a lot of story left to tell. So much story. For this character. I think he had a lot of potential left and i think it would have seemed fitting to sort of pass on this mantle of black panther t'challa to a new actor who can continue to sort of be an inspiration and you know take up this mantle and 
and be T'Challa and be Black Panther. Now, I think it's, a, it's it's sort of a tricky situation. I don't think there's a clear right or wrong answer. That's just how I feel personally. Obviously, it's tough to sort of... it's It seems almost impossible to sort of portray the character the way that Chadwick Boseman did, but I would have loved to see another actor continue the legacy of Chadwick and this character. I know you and I have spoken about someone like John David Washington sort of, you know, having a shot at this because personally, I just feel like this character has so much potential and so much story left. And I don't know, maybe I don't want to see T'Challa's story in the MCU come to an end. I mean, he was only introduced in Civil War. We've really only seen him in Civil War, Black Panther, and very shortly in Infinity War and Endgame. So while I completely understand, I think, like I said, there is really no right or wrong answer in this. I would have loved to see, you know, this story and this character continue. I'm just, you know, a little disappointed that, you know, this character isn't being recast, you know? Yeah, I'm on the same boat. But I'm happy with what they're doing. Um, Yeah, like, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yeah. Like, on one side, I'm glad that, you know, T'Challa will always and forever be Chadwick's character. You know, in that sense, you know, I am happy. It just sucks because T'Challa is such a huge part. He was shaping up to be such a huge part in Marvel. I mean, dude, I mean, that- you and I were talking about the Avengers going forward. And we, I think you and I both agreed, like, you know, him and maybe like Captain Marvel would probably be like the leaders of the Avengers going forward. And, you know, it sucks that we're not going to really see that now, man. But it is what it is. Yeah. And then that comes with a whole set of you know new problems like how do you write t'challa out of the story of not only black panther but out of the mcu i I feel like you can't kill off this character because i mean well one he already died in infinity war and he just came back for endgame so like narratively are you just gonna kill him in his second solo like it just doesn't make sense yeah, I have. Like, I'm happy that I'm not writing this movie because I have no idea how they can do this. Yeah, I don't think Shuri is is ready to be Black Panther. I think they still haven't really, you know, she hasn't set had her too up much for growth. it. Yeah, I think Mbaku would be a much better option right now. At, at, at you know, at this point, it just it's or just, a team of Black Panthers with them too, and maybe, um, you know, a couple of characters that they introduced in the first film. There's so many options that they can go with, man, but it really does suck. It really does suck. But I I think Shuri might be the best bet going forward. I mean, she does become the Black Panther in the comics for a short while. Um, So I think that's probably what they're going to rely on. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of fans want, too. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. Just, you know, slightly disappointed by that news. But, yeah. I can completely understand why they would. Yeah, like I'm, it, the it's disappointing, completely. but I'm okay with it. Like it's a weird feeling. Yeah, exactly. So, moving on from that, because we've already been talking about Marvel for like almost 45 minutes, <laughs> and there's still a lot to talk about. <laughs> so, moving on from Marvel, let's move more towards the Star Wars stuff because a lot of stuff I wasn't expecting for Star totally. Wars. Totally. So let's let's get the cat out of the bag here. Probably, in my opinion, the most exciting thing that was announced the whole day 
was the announcement that Hayden Christensen will be returning as Darth Vader for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, reuniting him with Ewan McGregor. That so just makes good. me that just makes me so incredibly happy and excited. But they have a weird line to tread here. Yeah, I was thinking about that. How involved is Vader going to be in this series? And how like are they going to fight because like it's sort of implied in a new hope that you know this is the first time they had seen each other but then in return of the jedi vader has like this sort of like throwaway line where he kind of insinuates that they had seen each other after the battle on mustafar i think he tells luke something like obi-wan once thought as you do when luke is you know referring to luke trying to save yep. him and, and turn him to the good side yeah so we can assume through that line that maybe they had seen each other after mustafar maybe they had like I don't know, maybe they had Obi-Wan went looking for him or Darth Vader went looking for Obi-Wan and, you know, tried to fight it out or whatever. But, I mean, like, it's weird, you know? They can't be too involved because then that takes away from that battle in A New Hope. Exactly, because when you watch the prequels and then go in and watch A New Hope, he makes a comment like, you know, they haven't seen each other in such a long time. And they're saying that Obi-Wan's series will take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So that would be around what, maybe 8, 9 years before A New Hope? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I mean, you could say 8, 9 years is a long time, but it doesn't seem that long. You know what I mean? Like, like 20 years. <laughs> 20 years is a long time. So, I don't know. I mean, they, they do have to figure out how they're going to do it, but I mean, I'm I I sure they got it, bro. As long as they don't have everybody anybody that's direct or that's uh linked with the sequels, then we're fucking good. Yeah, I mean I'm hyped for I, the involvement of Hayden Christensen in Star Wars again. Makes me so 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 happy, especially after all the shit he's received for so many years. To see the public sort of do a 180 on him and really, you know, welcome this character and welcome this actor into you know, pop culture and into this sort of popularity. Yeah, it's uh, actually I think crazy it's really to cool see that. to see. Yeah, like, I think I, it's, it's been really cool to see. He was one of the, like, I remember, like, a couple of years ago, you asked someone, like, what's, like, the biggest flaws of the prequels? And obviously the writing comes up and all that stuff. But a lot of people would say Hayden Christensen. I'm one that used to say that. Um, I used to always say, like, I don't think, like, I like Hayden Christensen. I like the way he looks. I think he's a decent actor. I just, did, I thought he acted poorly. And that's not films. his fault. That's definitely no, more no. on Lucas. One hundred percent. Now going back into it, when after some, I think a couple people had told me like, "Bro, it's not him; it's the writing." I went back, watched it, kind of paid attention to what was being said during the scenes. You know what emotion they were trying to throw, and I was kind of like, "Like that's actually very true." Like Hayden did the best that he could. I mean, an actor that did phenomenal for what he for what for the writing they had was like Ewan McGregor. Like everybody loved him as as fucking Obi Wan. Like that is Obi Wan. Um, yeah. but Hayden, I mean, he he did the best that he could given the script, and a lot of scenes that don't even have any kind of dialogue, he actually did fucking great in. Like the, mm -hmm. the scene that comes to mind is when he's like pretty much transitioning to Darth Vader, 
Uh, do you remember that scene when he's like looking out the window or something at the Jedi Temple, and it kind of shows um, Natalie Portman, and it, I, I guess like they're kind of like connected through the Force. I don't know what it is, but like then Anakin like looks down and starts to cry. I love that scene. And there's no dialogue. It's it's just straight silence for like a minute. You hear a little bit of the music by uh, John Williams, but it's just a fantastic scene that he acted in. And I was like, wow. Like I was kind of like, I guess you could say I was moved by it. I don't know. I mean, but I it's a great scene, and I'm so happy to to see that he can redeem himself in Obi Wan. Man, it's it's so fucking. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited for him. Me too. And then there there was like a report that came out shortly after where Ewan McGregor said, the most beautiful thing about the series is that it's brought me back together with Hayden and adding that the two will have another swing at each other before the end of the series. So they're definitely going to fight in some capacity. I saw on Twitter someone had the theory or the idea that, hey, what if they don't really fight physically? But since we assume that the show revolves around Obi-Wan trying to become one with the Force, to become like a, a Force spirit, like how Yoda tells him Qui-Gon did at the end of episode 3 we can assume that this is what Obi-Wan does throughout the show so what if his fight with Obi-Wan with Darth Vader is sort of like a dream sequence like that scene with the cave on Dagobah mm-hmm. what if it's something like that and that that seems pretty interesting I think that would probably be the best way to do it yeah totally you know it may not have the emotion of seeing you know Vader and Obi-Wan fight you know in person again after God knows how many years, what, like 15 years? Mm-hmm. But it definitely makes the most sense, you know, narrative and story-wise, if they want to keep the integrity of A New Hope and Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith, you know, intact. There's so much potential there, you know? Yeah, it's, definitely. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, that was really cool. That personally got me most excited, you know. Yeah, that was, that was, that the was most for sure. Our, their whole night. I think that was the biggest piece of news for the night and i i think we all assumed that hayden was coming back but i mean that was that was fucking huge i mean everyone thought he was gonna come back in episode nine or episode eight he should have came back in episode nine yeah i mean still mad about that the reasoning ryan johnson gave a a couple weeks ago as to why he didn't bring him back in eight made a lot of sense what he said he basically said that at that point so he was debating between anakin yo uh yoda or obi-wan appearing in front of Luke during that scene where Ray leaves and the, the thing burns down, the tree burns down. Yeah. He said he ended up going I, I with Yoda. That scene. Yeah, me too. He said he ended up going with Yoda because he felt that Luke's story was more with Darth Vader than it was with the the actual character of Anakin, and he felt that Yoda was a more appropriate person to have at that moment, which I would hundred percent agree with. Is Yoda who would you Every Jedi has a master. Like, is Yoda Luke's master? Yes. Like, that's confirmed, right? That's a thing. I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure that's. I would imagine who like, he considers his master because Obi Wan didn't really train him. Yeah, he, he just sort of gave like, him a lightsaber. He was like, "Here, bro." He introduced him to this, you know, world. But then I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm out, peace, and dies." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like Yoda, like literally makes Luke carry him on his back while doing front flips and shit <laughs> and then dies and then dies yeah and then he dies but he dies like years later yeah so but that reasoning really makes sense um regardless i'm glad hayden is finally back okay hold on real quick i want to pause you real quick 
Can Ryan, do you think, now that you've watched episode nine, that Ryan Johnson's a better Star Wars director than J.J. Abrams? Yeah, 100%. He definitely gets, just by that, him saying that sentence alone, to me, makes me know that Ryan Johnson understands Star Wars more than J.J. Abrams does. I think, I don't think J.J. Abrams, like, gets it. Ryan Johnson understands Star Wars more than 99% of all the people who shat on him for making The Last Jedi. And saying that he didn't know Star Wars. (laughs) Just by that sentence alone. This guy's Star Wars. This guy, like... Is Last Jedi like a great film? Not really, no. But this I don't guy think it's like his fault entirely. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, there's a lot of factors at play. I mean, he wasn't even control. Like they were literally like, here, we have these characters, we have this story going. Do what you want to do with it. And he was like, okay, <laughs> and did what he could. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then everyone got mad. So yeah, that's why. Like, I mean, it, it was never confirmed today. But I mean, if Ryan Johnson ends up getting his own trilogy, which is you know still in the cards. I mean, fuck, man. Like, that would, like, he can write, bro. So he might make some fucking insane shit. I mean, as of now, the Ryan Johnson trilogy is still confirmed. Yeah. As of, as far as we know, it's still, it's still confirmed. I mean, we know the D&D one got totally thrown out. So Yeah, that one got canned. Thankfully. So, thank God. <laughs> so, obviously, Hayden Christensen being involved is awesome. This new Acolyte show that they mentioned... I'm so excited for that. ...seems really, really cool. Only because it looks like they're finally pulling away from that time frame between episode 1 and episode 9. I think they really, really need to separate themselves from that and explore other timelines. So this show is going to be during uh, the end of the High Republic era. Which, if you don't know, is like... I'm pretty sure it's like thousands of years before episode 1. No, it's... Yeah, it's yeah, shit. I think it's four hundred or four thousand years before some something insane. But yeah, like, we're not going to be anywhere near the Skywalker saga. I guess. Which I'm glad. Not not even just the Skywalker. Just separate yourselves from this timeline that you guys have like sort of like ingrained yourselves in. Get away from that. There's so much mythology. Yes. to Really go into that. It's a shame that you're stuck on this what like hundred year period. A hundred percent. Not the, even hundred year period. No, it's like maybe sixty. Yeah, it's like sixty, seventy years. It's like, bro, there's so much more to um, Star Wars than just the seventy years. And people don't realize that. I, a lot of people out there think that Star Wars is a very like linear and simple story, kind of like you know lightsabers and and yeah, the Force and moves things. Like, dude, like if you watch Clone Wars, you know if you watch Rebels, you know if you watch Mandalorian. There's a lot of depth to these stories. Like, there's so much lore involved in there's Star Wars. There's so much Wars more to and, Star Wars than just the Skywalkers. Yeah, like, the Force is just a fucking... It's just another beast in itself. Like, there's so many things that they can dive into, which is why I'm excited for that show, because, you know, we're going to see them in the High Republic area, era uh, going into the dark side and, and we're going to learn more about it. And there's like, we like, that's like the one thing that, that we don't know too much about is like the dark side and how they do things. And you go know what I'm saying? Like the dark side of the mm-hmm. force, like what really, you know, what's really going on over there on that side. So we're, yeah. we're going to really see more of that with that show. And I'm fucking excited, man. Like I'm so pumped for star Wars right now. And a lot of people I saw on Twitter, that, you know, I know we're not a fan of the sequel trilogy and all that stuff, but they're like, yo, there's too much Star Wars content out there. Like, 
I think that they're putting out the right content right now. Like everything that they're releasing, I I'm pretty pumped for. I mean, I I don't know if you if you like if, if you disagree with that, but everything that I saw today has been has me extremely excited. I agree for the most part. I think, with the exception of maybe like two or three of these things that they announced today, I'm I'm really excited for. Yeah. Part- the ones I'm particularly talk that ones that I'm talking about in particular that I'm not too excited for are Lando, who while I think is a cool character, I don't care enough to see a show revolving around him. I actually very much agree with that. Um, I think the droid show. I don't think we really need to see anything. I- I'm sure it's going to be something lighthearted. Yeah, I think that'll be like, more for like maybe for kids or something. Like- yeah, I could definitely see that being a kid show. Which, if that is the case, I'm cool with it. And but those really are the main things that I'm just sort of like you know okay with um but you know andor sort of the cassian andor show that they announced today has me you know sort of interested i think bad batch looks great i think i was with andor yeah with andor i wasn't really excited about it until i saw what they pitched today and i was like oh okay like i I can you know get behind this bad Batch. i I think cassian i think cassian is, is is a good a good character i think he's fine yeah but dude, Bad Batch. I mean, if it, it, you know, for your, uh, for those Clone Wars fans out there, man, like, I'm fucking pumped for that. Yeah, I think Bad Batch looks looks incredible. Obviously, you know, more Mandalorian is always good. Uh, the Ahsoka show that they announced today, uh, I think, was incredibly obvious. If you watched the Mandalorian two weeks ago, I think everyone knew that this Ahsoka show was gonna be announced sooner or later. So I don't really think there's much to talk about there, besides the fact that. I know for a fact everyone and their mother is excited for this. I mean, all in all, so like, I am surprised about by you know the sort of new things they're kind of venturing into. Mostly, the Rangers of the New Republic and Acolyte. I think those definitely have potential to be really interesting. And one thing that I was not expecting, which I don't think many people were. Is Patty Jenkins directing a Rogue Squadron movie? Like, where did that come from? Yeah, that came out of nowhere. And a lot of people are starting to guess that this movie might take place after the sequel trilogy. I really hope so. I do, too. I don't think we need to see more of than what we're already getting, um, you know, during like during the Skywalker saga um but if it does take place after it and i'm i'm game i mean I, regardless i think patty jenkins patty jenkins is a good director so i'm sure she will direct a very good star wars movie um so i'm very excited to see what they do but i i very i really hope man like let, let's like like you said like let's let's see some different some different shit like past past or future you know I, i'm tired of all the you know present star wars stuff I'm starting to get tired of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I personally am excited at the idea of having full-scale dogfights on screen again, like the end of Rogue One. I think the end of Rogue One is by far the best dogfight sequence yes. in all of Star Wars. So I'm really excited to be getting a whole movie that's hopefully dedicated to that. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Ty- so that I mean... Was- they talked about Taika's uh, movie as well. Um, 
Yeah, they mentioned it like really quickly. They mentioned they, it. They kind of said that like, you know, if you know Taika, you know his his humor and the fun that he has with his movies. So I think they're trying to, you know, tell us how the movie's gonna feel. A lot of Star Wars movies are very, very serious. Um, so I think this one's gonna have more of what we're used to with him, you know, Thor Ragnarok and and uh, Jojo Rabbit. <clears throat> so what if it's you know like Star Wars's version of like Guardians. You know what I mean? I mean maybe with Taika de- involved it definitely wouldn't surprise me if he goes towards I mean he's going to go much... off the walls crazy with Star Wars. Like which I think is nuts. needed. I think is needed. I think Star Wars really needs variety and it's it's such a big world that it's almost like it's so unrealistic that every movie is sort of, you know, follows the same footprint. I think we need to start seeing variety in this franchise or else people are going to start getting bored i think the yeah. mandalorian is a great step in the right direction with this western sort of vibe going on in the first season it's starting to stray away from that but i think that did a great job in sort of solidifying the tone of the series i think that was pretty cool and i think if taika sort of does like it's his own galaxy guardians of the galaxy sort of thing to it i think that's really exciting i think star wars really needs a shake-up in its sort of subgenres. In this thing, like, you know, maybe like a Star Wars, like, you know, heist movie, which Solo kind of is like a crime sort of movie, but not really. It's still very Star Wars-y. I think we really need to dive into these sort of subgenres within this Star Wars universe if you want to keep things fresh and keep things, um, you know, sort of innovative. I think, like, people are starting to get tired you know, of the Skywalkers and, and sort of that same old, same old. Yeah. So I'm sort of glad we're getting a Rogue Squadron thing. I just want it to feel like Star Wars, but also feel like it's trying to do its own thing. You get me? Yeah, I I agree. Have you watched Solo yet? I actually have not watched Solo yet. Wow. Yeah, I'm just not really, you know. It's, it's not a bad movie, man. I know, but I don't know. It's just not. Just Bro, just watch it one day. Just watch it. Just I mean, it just on, on uh, which Plus. is cr- I know, but I I don't know. Just out of like self, you know, like I, I'm too stubborn to watch it. Nah, I hear you. Once they canned uh, uh, film Chris Miller, I was like, you know, out of my stubbornness, I was like, I'm not watching this shit, and I just still haven't to this day. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I wasn't opposed to Ron Howard getting attached. I, I like Ron <sighs> Howard. I think Ron Howard is okay. I think he's okay. I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm a fan of Ron Howard. I think he has some great films, but I think he's just boring. Yeah, I like there's nothing really about his films that are really like super original. Yeah, not original. He doesn't really take risks. He's just really safe, which yeah. I know, which makes sense as to why they brought him in after that whole Phil Lord and Chris Miller thing. <laughs> so to like, bring who's in the like most the safe person that we can bring in. Yeah, like who can we control? Pretty much. Which as yeah. fucked up as it sounds, I mean, it's true. Um, you know, I'm a fan of Ron Howard. We we're supposed to have him on the show today. Thankfully, he didn't come on. Uh, he had to do some some stuff. Um, but I would say this to his face. I, I have I, before. I, can see that. I, can see I have that. before. I've told Ron Howard to his face. I think he's boring. Right, he's so mad that you haven't watched this movie. I know he was actually texting me about it the other day. I mean, he's like, "Yo, when are you gonna watch Solo?" I was like, "Dude, your shit sucks." Before we move on, I just want to bring up. I mean, you know what happens at the end of the movie, right? Like who Somewhere. appears? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Well, actually, what I like about that um, was when he was like, kind of like reworking the script for the movie. I don't know if you know this. He um, he was talking it over with his son because his son apparently 
It's his son or like his nephew. It was one of the two. I'm, I think it was his son. Uh, but apparently he's a huge Star Wars nerd. Like Clone Wars Rebels, like is like super hardcore into that shit, and um, was like pretty much like kind of having him assist him and 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 reworking the script. And was like, yo, like who should we have appear at the end? Da da da. So his son was like kind of thinking about it. And he's like, bro, you have to put Maul. Like you have to because like I think he wanted to put other characters, like maybe put Vader in there. And he was like, dude, you have to put Maul. Like he's alive. We know he's alive during this era. There are during mm-hmm. this, you know, a couple of years, like just throw him in there. Fuck it. And that was the one thing that I, I know a lot of people loved walking out of Solo was seeing Vala, you know, kind of reappear. Yeah, um, I, w- I definitely could see how that's a highlight and definitely not how Han Solo gets his last name. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's so fucking stupid, bro. I'm sorry. I, I that is that. so no, stupid. It. it was cringy. It was cr- like, do we cringy. need a backstory for everything, bro? Yeah, I agree. Like, I would have had him just been like, yeah, my name's Han Solo. Yeah, like. You know what I mean? Like, if them, if them being like solo, like you're by yourself, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't that need this so shoved down stupid. my throat, dude. That is so stupid, dude. <laughs> um, So, moving on from that, one thing I was surprised about was no Boba Fett announcement. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of rumors circulating, especially with Boba Fett's involvement in The Mandalorian, that Boba was going to be getting his own show or miniseries. No announcement here means. It's pretty much not happening. Now, that raises a few questions. Does this mean he's going to be a regular on The Mandalorian? I mean, Mando's ship is bye-bye. So maybe he teams up with Boba and they fly around on Slave 1, which I am 100% not opposed to. Or does he die? I don't think they can bring him back just to kill him off again. I mean, they just started sort of like you know making boba cool again yeah <laughs> that's what they did they made boba fett great again they did they you know really everyone's did. everyone sort of thought he was like this giant you know loser was... i always thought that i thought he was the most overrated character ever yeah i mean and they made him they made him cool as shit i don't think they kill him off at the end of season two but i mean mandalorian season three comes out in december of next year so like a month and a half delay which kind of sucks but whatever but, I mean, we'll see. Lots in the air for, for, for that character, you know? So, we'll see how that goes. You know, while we're talking about Star Wars, we might as well just talk about, you know, the other Lucasfilm thing that they spoke about. Oh, yeah. I mean, they confirmed Indiana Jones 5 is, you know, officially in the works. And Harrison Ford <laughs> is coming back as Indiana Jones. Harrison, I was Ford shocked at- to hear that. Harrison Ford at what ninety years old? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he's seventy eight. He's seventy eight years old. But if we thought Harrison Ford was too old to play Indiana Jones like eleven years ago, <laughs> like he's definitely too old for it now, right? Like, yeah, I don't even know what they do with it at this point. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good with James Mangold, but yeah, it's just a, it's it's bizarre. Like I have, yeah. Like I trust in James Mangold. I think if anyone's gonna make a good Indiana Jones film, it's gonna be him. Uh, I'm a big fan of Logan. I'm a big fan of of Ford versus Ferrari. I think James Mangold is is talented. However, I don't think I'm sold on a 78 year old Indiana Jones. However, they did say that this will be Harrison Ford's last time playing Indiana Jones. <laughs> I hope. Um. And they had also said that, you know, Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford's character, that they're not going to recast the character, which 
I think it's I, I it's fine. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Indiana Jones should be a James Bond character like character where you know you have different iterations of him. I think I think Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford. You know, I agree. And besides, the story started and ended with Raiders and the Last Crusade. I don't think there's really anything else to explore with this character. I don't think we need an Indiana Jones five, especially with a seventy-eight year old Indiana Jones. And I, I don't think, think we need ridiculous. a. I don't think we need a prequel either. Like the prequel is the first one. Like just go watch that. You know what I mean? Like everyone was fan casting Chris Pratt. As yeah, I, I don't think Chris, I don't think Chris Pratt would be a good Indiana Jones. I think he'd be fine, but. I just don't think it's necessary. Like, you know, I would be fine with them telling another story in that world, but yeah, we don't need it. We don't need somebody else playing it. it this is it, it, it's literally Harrison Ford's baby. Like, yeah. Harrison Ford hates Han Solo, but he loves Indiana Jones. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up Star Wars and Lucasfilm. Now we're already an hour and eight minutes into this, so that's sort of. Try. I mean, we already spoke about the really big, 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 big things. Um, but still, I, w- I do want to cover some Walt Disney Studios um, and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So they announced the Beauty and the Beast prequel with uh, LeFou and, and Gaston. So Luke Evans and Josh Gad <laughs> will be returning. So I think which... someone uh, replied to our tweet and said, who asked for this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, who, like, honestly, did someone ask for that? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I think like Josh Gad did. Like, <laughs> yeah, guys. I can definitely see that. They're like, "Hey, we need some more money. Like, can you guys help us out?" And they're like, "Yeah, let's make a show. Fuck it." I mean, John <laughs> Cheeto was just in here asking for his own show. Let's just give yeah. out free shows. And then, and then, uh, and then Josh Peck walked in. He was like, "Hey, I heard you guys are giving out free shows." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you want a free show here? You can have a free show." Well, John Stamos is making his like big return too. And then John Stamos and then Zac Efron walked in right after him, and he was like, "Yeah, you could get you could get three men and a baby." And then I'm cool like, with Zach Efron though. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with Zach Efron. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But I mean, like, it's just weird. Like, so many things that like. Yeah, they were just throwing out like names and yeah, just and, throwing and out properties shit. at my face, and I was like, wait, what? Like, this is still a thing, or yeah, like you they know, announced this actor's doing this and what? <laughs> yeah, like they announced like the Peter Pan. Oh, talking about shit that does, that that no one asked for. Why are we getting a Lion King prequel? Yes, that is for sure the one thing that I was like, huh. Like I'm fine that, <laughs> like, like I think Barry <laughs> Jenkins is incredibly talented. I think Moonlight is legitimately a masterpiece. But why the fuck are we getting a Lion King prequel? I mean, why did he sign on? Like, what? Like when they pitched the, I'm hoping that they or that he pitched the idea to them because if it was vice versa, then I just want to know what he was thinking. Like, like yeah, bro, you know what? what? Like I can do this. Like what, dude? Like, like I'm cool. Believe me, I'm cool with. With the Chippendale, John Mulaney, and Adam Sandberg thing. I, I love that. I think that's Seth awesome. Rogen. And Seth Rogen, yes. I, I, that's awesome. I'm cool with Enchanted 2. Only because I know my girlfriend loves Enchanted 1. So I know that's going to so make her happy. So does mine. Oh, okay, not everything's about you. Um, what was it dis- Disenchanted? Yeah, Disenchanted or something like that. I'm beyond cool with Percy Jackson finally getting some love. I think Very that's gonna be. Cool that. I think that's gonna be incredible. I'm interested in the Swiss Family Robinson remake. That's not a story that's told very much, and I think that, that I think that is like a cool reboot. You know, like that's <clears> something that not really many people know about. It's an introduction to a lot of people, but not fucking Lion King. 
I don't care about Le, I don't care about LeFou and and Gaston before Beauty and the Beast. Like I really don't. I think Luke Evans is a great actor, but I don't care about that. I don't care about Gaston. Like I just don't. Like I really don't care about this. I don't care about the new Cheaper by the Dozen. I don't care about Diary of a Wimpy Kid. However, I will not shed on Night at the Museum because I love the Night at the Museum movies. I mean, it's gonna be animated, no? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of potential there. I think Night at the Museum 1 and Night at the Museum 2 are low-key good movies. They're okay. I stand by that. I mean, the Pinocchio with Tom Hanks, whatever. Peter Pan and Wendy, whatever. Jude Law's in it, so I guess Wait, whatever. One thing that I am excited for. Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear for the origin story. That's right. Well, we haven't gone to Pixar yet, bro. Oh, that's going to be its own thing? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> God damn it. You ruined the show. Um, If you guys have a resume, send them to the Inside Backlot email. <laughs> Please. I want to quit so bad. <laughs> I need to fire him before he quits. <laughs> he has a gun to my head as we speak. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that's our Walt, the Walt Disney Studios part. Mostly shit that we don't really care about. I mean, Hocus Pocus 2, they announced too. That's a big one. That's actually a big one. I, they I all tweet. die. They all die. They literally all die. I know. They I all know. fucking die in Hocus Pocus one, dude. I just find it hilarious because I like we tweeted it out, and I think someone was like, "Um, I don't know how to react to this, but okay." <laughs> they, they, they literally to- turn to stone and or disintegrate in Hocus Pocus one. Let's see what they do with the next one, bro. <sighs> I mean, I guess whatever. So moving on from that to uh, the Disney Animation Studios. So they confirm uh, Raya. Is it pronounced Raya or Raya? And the last uh, dragon. I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Ray and the Last Dragon, starring Kelly Marie Tran, is coming to theaters and Disney Plus. Premier, well, Disney Plus Premier Access, which I'm assuming is one of those things where you have to pay extra for. Yes. Uh, that's the, com- like, it's like Mulan. Yeah, but I think this will be much better received uh, than Mulan was by the public. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, Mulan was getting a lot of shit by the time it was coming out. I'm not going to get into that, but that's coming out March 5th, 2021. Uh, I'm really excited for that. They announced a lot of cool-ish things that I was not expecting. Um, personally, I'm really excited for the Tiana and the Moana series. I think Moana has a lot of potential. That's that serious. I think both of them do. I think I think Princess and the Frog is. I know that's your baby. I know you love that that movie. Yeah, I think Princess and the Frog is the most underrated Disney movie of the past like twenty years. I can argue I th- with that. I think it's I think it's up there with Tangled and Moana as the best modern Disney films. I think it's much better than the Frozens and and you know some of the other, you know, Disney films that have come out in that time frame. So I think these two, I'm really glad they're getting their own um series and they're both musical comedies. So I'm really 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 excited about these long form, you know, sort of sequels or prequels or whatever. So they announced that they had announced uh, Baymax, which is continuing from the story of Big Hero Six. I think that seems pretty interesting. the The Zootopia thing. I mean, I guess I don't I, think I've ever seen the first one. You haven't seen Zootopia? I don't think so. I think it's one of those movies where you sort of have to. You can really only watch once, only because they really beat you over the head with its message. Like, it's not a really subtle thing that they're trying to say. And it can get... like Not that it's exhausting, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, like, okay, yeah, like, I definitely understand what you're saying. Like, 
you're really not trying to be subtle with it at all. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a good film. I don't think it was as this, good. I, as... It probably has a big fan base, like amongst like kids, you know, what and I mean? furries. Like... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not too too excited about that. I think that world though is pretty cool. But they announced that it was going to be revolving around some of the background characters, like the sloth and shit. It's like I don't want to see that. Like if you're going to take that's a great scene though. Like I, I know, but trailer. if you're going to take me into this world, show me characters that I don't know that I haven't seen, especially show me because animals it, that we don't know of. Yeah, I mean, like it is. It really is an interesting world, so it kind of sucks to see. But they announced they announced a lot of really cool uh, collaborations. One that really has me excited is their collaboration with. The African entertainment company, I think it's pronounced Kujali. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Let me know if I mispronounce that because I really don't want to mispronounce it. And if he is, give him a lot of hate. <laughs> okay, please don't. <laughs> um, but they have this cool looking sci-fi series uh, called Iwaju coming out. And I think that, that looks really, really interesting. Um, so they have that and they have the the Encanto film you know the colombian that sounds inspired sort of thing i think it looks really good i think that looks incredible yeah so i think there's definitely more to be excited about from disney animations that there is with walt disney studios some really interesting things here and they're taking these characters and expanding on them and also you know venturing out and creating their own unique things with iwaju and encanto so that looks really cool so far so good from Disney Animation Studios. And now moving on to Pixar. As John had already spoiled it for you, uh, Chris <laughs> Evans is signing on to play Lightyear, or to play Buzz in the show Lightyear. Which yeah, which is, I'm assuming is a prequel. Yeah, which, I mean, do do we need a Buzz Lightyear origin story, though, bro? I mean, like, I don't he was made in a toy factory. Like, we Yeah, but I don't that. think it's going to be about that. Did you, see the, did you see the photo that Chris Evans posted of it? No, but I mean, they said it's literally an origin. Like they said, it's an origin story. Yeah, but I think it's more of an origin story about the character of Buzz Lightyear, not the toy. What? I that's what I'm starting to think. I could be wrong, but I think that it might be more of an origin story about the character. Like you, I don't know if you remember, because uh, I don't know if you really had a childhood like that. But they had a Buzz Lightyear TV show back in the day. Do you remember that show? Yes. Great show. I think yes, I think it might be something along the lines of that. Okay. I could be wrong. I mean, from what I saw in that Okay, picture, so I'm looking at the picture Chris Evans posted on his Instagram, that definitely does not look like a toy. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Like it looks like he's getting ready for some international space travel or international gal- space no. travel. <laughs> I'm about to say like <laughs> That is galaxy traveling. I don't know what the fuck he's doing there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna take a he's gonna take a rocket a rocket to travel around the uh, the world. International space travel. Okay, so I mean, if that's the case, then it's uh, look. And they wrote, Chris Evans is ready to go in Infinity and Beyond with lightsaber, which I know Infinity Beyond is a saying, but with lightsaber, with light year. I mean, I'm tired. Um, um, guys, send me your resumes to inside the backlot at uh, gmail dot <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I'm, I I really think I mean, look, they showed like a little teaser. It's really nothing. It just a little cool little animation that it says Lightyear. Um, 
but it kind of looks like some like hyperspace thing going on. I don't know if you notice that. Yeah, it does. So I, that's why I'm I'm like I think it's just more about the character itself, which I mean we don't know much about about Buzz Lightyear other than he's he was a toy. So I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty interesting. So I and mean, Chris Evans like, is is the shit. So. Yeah, Chris Evans. We're big fans of Chris Evans on the show. We love you, Chris. I know you're listening to this. I know you love the show. You've messaged me multiple times about it. Uh, we love you here. <laughs> um, so that's Lightyear. Obviously, we have Soul coming out on Disney Plus. Wait, pause, 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 pause. Okay, what? Pixar tweeted. Here's a first look at the young test pilot that became the Space Ranger we all know him to be today. Did they just tweet that? Four hours ago. Hmm, interesting. So I think that goes to show you that it's not about the toy. Okay, well, that makes me very excited. Wow. Okay, so back to Soul. So it comes out on Disney Plus December 25th, same day as Wonder Woman 1984, at no extra cost to Disney Plus subscribers. Very good news. Oh, I'm really excited for that. Um, they announced like two little spin-off shows. Um, one about Doug from Up, which I mean, whatever. Like, fine, I guess. And then a Cars sequel. Do we need another one? Dude, I I love Cars. Cars is my guilty pleasure. I think Cars 1 is a great movie. I think Cars 2 is a steaming pile of trash. I think Cars 3 is decent. Hmm. I think it has a lot of cool moments, but I love Cars 1. Like, I love, I will defend that movie to the death. Um, I think Cars is great. I don't, I mean, I know it's a huge cash cow for Disney, so I could definitely understand why they want to continue Cars, and I'm glad they're not doing it in movie format. I think a cool, like, little show, I think that's perfect. You know? So I mean that's I'm, not, I'm honestly not much of a cars fan. That's why I have nothing to say about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I get you. So we have that. I mean, we have they talked about Luca a little bit. Um, little description about that set in Italy and revolving around the friendships of two young boys during one memorable summer in 2021. So it looks like Pixar is taking the whole like, you know, what if toys have feelings or what if fish have feelings or what if monsters have feelings and it's like what if Italians hmm. had feelings. <laughs> and it's like here's Luca. Here's the f- what would happen if Italians had feelings. Like if Coco. Like what if Mexicans had feelings? And then it's like here. You know what happens when Mexicans have feelings? You all cry. <laughs> and that's that's like pretty much you know what happens what there. And then they, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Like to the extreme. Yes. Um, best Pixar movie in the past. Yeah. I don't know. Ten years. Yeah. Maybe. Is it Pixar? Coco? Yes, dude. Pixar's Coco. Or Coco's Pixar. Damn, Pixar just releases hits, man. Uh, yeah. What was, like, what's the, have they made a bad movie? Cars 2. Yeah. Didn't they make Planes? No. That was Disney? I think so, yeah. Really confusing, but. No, they made the, um, they made the, uh, was it a dinosaur one? The Good Dinosaur? Is that is that what it is? Yeah, Cars Two is definitely worse than a Good Dinosaur. Good Dinosaur is just really forgettable. I don't even remember what it's about. It's about a yeah. dinosaur. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's not as bad as Cars Two. That's a pretty good I, cast too. I remember not liking Cars Two. So it's garbage. It's a little, it was terrible. Yeah, was I saw terrible. I saw it in theaters when it first came out, and like, I don't remember shit from that. So I guess that's why it's it's so bad. 
Yeah, I mean, so that was pretty much Pixar's slate, which has me sort of interested. I'm interested in Luca. I mean, I'm definitely more interested into the Buzz Lightyear show now that that you sort of, you know, gave me some more knowledge on it. Um, I'm really interested in Soul. Soul is gonna be fucking good. Like, yeah, they, that that little really um, good. that scene that they showed. Which, if you guys want to go watch it, it's up on our. Um, I think we posted it on our Twitter. If it's not, it's on YouTube. Um, they showed like a little snippet from the from the movie. It, it just looks so good, man. It's just, I'm. I think Jamie Foxx is gonna kill it. Yeah, I agree. I think Jamie Foxx is an incredible actor. I think he's really underrated as an actor. Extremely underrated. A lot of people gave him shit about Electro, and I'm like, that's not even his fault. (laughs) Yeah, I know a lot of people were like, oh, because I don't know if you know, but Will Smith was supposed to originally be Django in Django Unchained. Like, the part was written specifically for Will Smith, and then he turned it down. And when that became public knowledge, I I saw a lot of people being like, damn, you know, I wish it was Will Smith. And I was like, dude, I don't think... Why? I don't personally. I don't think Will Will Smith is as good an actor as Jamie Fox. Oh, Jamie Fox shits on him. Yeah, and I think Jamie Fox definitely brought more to that role than I think Will Smith otherwise would have. I totally agree. So I'm excited to see what he does uh, with Soul and, and Pixar. And then uh, moving on from that, I mean, they sort of talked about Hulu and some FX and stuff like that. So really quick, one thing that really really interested me was that. Uh, they confirmed they're working on an alien TV show. That led, has a lot of potential. Yeah, led by Noah Hawley, who pretty much was the showrunner for Fargo and Legion, both two great shows. So, yep. Um, I'm pretty confident that this is going to be really good, at least better than the past couple alien movies we've gotten. And it's set on Earth. Did you did you, did you like Prometheus? I think Prometheus has a great idea. Um, like, but like it, the characters are really dumb in the movie, but, and it, that really detracts from the film. Like, yeah. the, like the script and the way the characters are written is really bad. But I think it's a great idea. Same with Alien Covenant. Was that Ridley Scott too? Yeah. Wow. Ridley Scott is his own worst enemy, bro. <laughs> he really is. I mean, the guy's made some fantastic movies. Yeah. So. Like when when Ridley Scott hits, he he fucking hits, hits. man. He yeah, hits really he hits hard. hard. Like Gladiator, uh, Last Kingdom, Alien, like. He's really good. Didn't he do The Martian? Yes, he did The Martian. It's a great movie. Yeah, but when he misses, like, you know, he really misses. <laughs> um, So there's that. I know they, they renewed Handmaid's Tale. And like we said earlier, Always Sunny got renewed for a couple more seasons, which is still weird. Season, what, 18 they're about to get up to? Well, I mean, they got a four-season renewal. I don't know what season they're on right now. I think they just finished season 12 or 13. Yeah, okay, so it's going to be like the lo- one of the longest tenured shows of all time. I mean, it's one of the funniest shows of all time. No, I know. I'm not I'm not hating on it 100%. I think season just, 14 crazy, was the last though, one. how long they've lasted. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people get burnt out by certain comedies, like, I, I don't know. I, I think of, like, you know, Two and a Half Men and, and, and The Office, where, like, I don't really know if people really got burnt out with The Office. I think when it was on TV, you know, the audience that was the audiences that the audiences that were watching on TV live were like slowly getting burnt out by it, especially when Michael Scott left. Um, but see, fucking Sunny just fucking just steamrolling through fucking all these other TV shows. It's insane, bro. Like what you you said, thirteen seasons? Like that's fucking nuts. I think fourteen. I think fourteen. This next yeah. one coming out is the fifteenth season. I mean, dude, if a TV show can last longer than like four or five seasons, bro, like. 
and still be quality content, like fucking kudos to you, man. I can only think of maybe like two or three shows that have gone on this long and have remained consistently funny, and that is Curb Your Enthusiasm and It's Always Sunny. And I guess you could throw The Simpsons in there, but The Simpsons has a lot of like really low lows. Well, but the their Simpsons highs are really very, high. Yeah, I mean, I, as of recently, they've like lost their touch. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, though, when Simpsons hits, like they really, really hit. Like yeah. they're really good when they're good. You know. What about like fam- like Family Family Guy or South Park? Um, I mean, so, oh, well, South Park is South Park. I think uh, South Park has always been good. That's another one you could maybe put in there. Um, I disagree on Family Guy. I've never been a huge fan of Family Guy. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really i don't want to say i don't find it funny but i find it really or too inconsistent to really enjoy i do think the first couple seasons are really good but i don't know after that it's it's like 10 seasons of you know whatever i hear you you know so um i mean with that i think that pretty much wraps up uh the disney investor day you know i really honestly was not expecting to record this episode because i didn't think so much was going to be revealed oh i thought it'd be like three things bro. but it was one of those things where like it ended and you know i text john and i was like yo let's record tonight and he was like yes yeah so one thing i want to touch on real quick is how insane we are because last podcast we talked about spider-man and we were talking about, yeah, I think Andrew Garfield might be in it, Toby Maguire, da 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 da. And literally, like two days after, they start confirm, like, you know, I'm, I'm putting quotation marks for confirming because it's not 100% confirmed, but it's starting to look that way. And they fucking said, yeah, Andrew Garfield's going to be in the movie, Alfred Molina, uh, you know, Toby Maguire's in talks, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone. And I'm like, hmm, I feel like we kind of spoke this into existence a little bit. I mean, bro, like, we. Break news. Like, there's no if and or buts about it. There's no. There's a lot of things that we've called out. There's a lot of things we've called out. There's a lot of things that we've guessed that have come true. I'm not saying we have a perfect record, but we have a pretty decent track record, you know? If I, have, yeah, I think we should pat ourselves on the back here. You know, maybe I won't fire you. No, you don't have to because I, cause I quit. <laughs> I'm going to lock the door and keep you in here. <laughs> Wait, I just slide where, where food like, under the table. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be for vendetta. No, I'm gonna do that. Uh, like the scene in Casino Royale. I'm just gonna like tie you to a chair and like strip you naked. Yeah. <laughs> um. This guy's a weird mind. <laughs> I was gonna keep going, but I was like, no, there's probably kids. There might be kids listening to this. They're feeling mad and comfortable right now. <laughs> so I think that just about uh, wraps it up for today's episode. Uh, definitely a long one. Um, we still have our Mank episode coming out uh, later this weekend. Talk about some Mank, maybe talk about Freaky, which I watched earlier this week. Definitely want to talk about that a little bit, and maybe some other stuff. Who knows? So, also, we have a uh, we have an episode coming up too that I, um, one of our future episodes we're gonna interview my uncle who actually voice acts in a lot of different things that you've seen on Hulu and Netflix or that you may not have seen. Um, and oh, we're yeah. going to interview him and, and kind of, you know, dive into his brain a little bit. I yes. feel like that'll be very interesting because, you know, we don't really interview people in here. So, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool getting some, you know, little industry knowledge, seeing how things work and stuff like that. I think that, that yeah. that's going to be a really cool episode. This will be really cool. And it's not going to be your, it won't be your tradition, traditional interview where we're just asking him questions. He answers. I mean, we're going to be just 
talking shit the entire yeah, time. Yeah, probably but just talking. You'll you'll for sure you know learn a lot. So that I think that'll be a very interesting episode. Yeah, definitely. So stay tuned for that. Definitely more. There's gonna be there's gonna be some more information uh, coming to you guys. You know about all this stuff very soon. So keep an eye out for that and uh, take care. <laughs>